behest of Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Eshen, the General Overseer of Spirit Life Revival Ministries and the Executive Pastor at the Oracle's Place, the ministry's headquartered branch in Accra, Ghana. A message centered on faith, the prophetic, wisdom, the anointing, and the supernatural. Stay with us because there is a word arranged and aligned by God for you in today's podcast. Now, today's message. Praise the Lord. Can you lift up your right hand and close your eyes for a word of prayer? Father, we give you glory once again for this morning and for the opportunity and the privilege to be in your presence. We ask, Spirit of the living God, that let your word come with power, come with authority, and uh, usher us to that place of glory and testimony. We thank you even for the addition you have given to us, even as we dedicate the first born boy of our man servant, Prophet Vincent Bannerman. Give us the grace for the next level and the next dimension, and let Jesus be seen in us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. We bless God for this morning. Last week, I started preaching a message I preached about two years ago. The King's Palace, the protocol of entry, remaining and exiting. And um, last week, I took you through the book of Ted John chapter 1 and verse 2. Um, 3 John chapter 1 verse 2. It said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. So there are a lot of wishes our God and Savior Jesus Christ has for us. But above all these wishes, it is his ultimate wish that we prosper, that we succeed, that we progress, that we grow, that we become living evidence of his glory, that we become examples of his power, that we become showpiece or master, masterpiece of divinity working in humanity. But he said that this type of prosperity, this type of success must be in connection with your health and it must also be connected with your soul. So any kind of prosperity that cannot ultimately make you a candidate for heaven is a prosperity you need to um, avoid. Any kind of blessing that will let you meet, miss the ultimate, which is getting to heaven, is not the prosperity you are looking for. And I made it to understand that success has a name. Success is the antidote to failure. Success is the antidote to insult. Anytime you see a man being insulted, it is an evidence that he lacks result. When you have result in any area of life, you become an example. When you become a symbol of success, you become the talk of the town. When you become a symbol of success, uh, even witnessing to people about Jesus become easier. How can you tell me that the God you serve is a good God when that same God has not been good to you? How can you convince me that the God you serve is a good God when you are still a weed smoker. How can you tell me the God you serve is a good God when you sin far better than you used to sin when you were not born again? So God wants us to succeed. He wants us to prosper no matter whatever anybody will say. It is the ultimate will of God that you prosper but that prosperity must be in connection with your soul. Understand that the Bible says that God created the heaven and the earth and the, the same scripture makes us to understand that God created man to take charge over the earth. God gave man that authority. God gave man that ambassadorial right 
that take care of this land. The Bible said he picked the man he has created and put him into a garden and instructed the man, keep it or till it and keep it. That means you have everything it takes to become a success on the earth. Even though you have not been through formal education, God education is more than enough for you to turn this thing around. So he said to the man, don't look at who is around you. I have given you the power. Now till this land and keep it. He did not give him money. He did not give him idea. Because Bible said after God had created man, he breathed into the nostril of man the breath of life. So the God kind of life came into man. So man had the ability of God. Man became the extension of God. Man is the one who is supposed to do what God should have done in your life. Now how do I mean by that? There are certain things in your life you don't need God to do because I am here. There are certain prayers you don't need to pray because I am here. Why do you want God to preach to you? You don't need God to preach to you because I am here. What? He has made me an able representative to teach the word of God. Have you ever seen Jesus Christ in this present generation bringing you the word of God? But he brings God's word through verses of God. Am I talking to somebody? If you ask God to give you money, he will not mind you. Because God is not Bank of Ghana, is not Bank of Nigeria. He doesn't use dollars, he doesn't use CDs. But the money you are looking for, he has already given to men. So Bible said, he has given you the power to get wealth. Am I talking to somebody this morning? And are you following me this morning? So that means that man has almost everything he needs to become what he's supposed to become. And last week I spoke to you about what it, the meaning of protocol. And I said protocol is a system of rules that explains the correct conduct and procedure to be followed in a formal situation. So with every formal situation, there are certain correct conduct and procedure to be followed. Now what must be acceptable in Ghana might not be acceptable in Singapore. What might be acceptable in Life Spirit Revival Ministry might not be acceptable in Spirit Life Revival Ministry. I also said a protocol can be defined at the customs and regulations dealing with diplomatic formality, procedure, and, and ethics. So there is a certain behavior pattern that is expected in dealing with diplomatic formality. I also said it is also a code of conduct expected to be observed to communicate importance and to celebrate difference. Why is it that when I came this morning, I did not spend time to introduce everybody here, but I introduced my senior pastor and I introduced the providence of God. I did this to, to communicate importance and also to celebrate difference. All of us are sons of God, but we are not the same. Some are apostles, some are prophets, some are evangelists, some are teachers. So every time we follow protocol, we want to celebrate difference. Am I talking to somebody? I said it is also the acceptable and appropriate conduct in a specific environment. And I took you to what I call a palace. We spoke about the White House. And we find out that the White House has a total of 132 rooms and it includes 35 bathrooms, 412 doors, 147 windows, 28 fireplaces, 8 staircases and 3 elevators. And we came to the Buckingham Palace and I made you to understand that it has a total of 775 rooms and this includes 19 state rooms. 52 royal and guest bedrooms, 188 staff bedrooms, 92 offices, and 78 bedrooms. Then I came to the dimension where I spoke about what it means to be in the king's palace. 
And I said to you that the king's palace can be a platform and at the same time it can be a realm. So when you find yourself working with a king, find yourself working with the CEO of an organization, find yourself working with a certain great man of a certain repute, you are also working in a palace. And when it comes to realm, it could be a realm of immense wealth, a realm of distinction, a realm of fame, or prestige, or a position of power. I also made you to understand that any time you enter the king's palace, you have a transformational effect. Nobody enters the palace and stays the same. When commoners have the power to enter the place, of greatness suddenly everything around them changes so for example if his excellency the president of Ghana is your friend you just cannot just get up from your house and say I want to visit the president by virtue of what he has got into there are certain procedures you need to follow so when you enter the king's palace it has a transformational effect and I prophesy upon your life this morning that God is about to usher you into the king's palace you are about to enter a realm of success you are about to enter a realm of result in the name of Jesus I made you also to know your success in the king's palace will be determined by how you handle yourself when you find yourself in positions of influence I have seen men and women who were favored by God even to have a certain kind of achievement. But you give them 10 years, you give them 15 years, you give them 20 years and they are nowhere. Because when God ushered them to that place, they had the protocol of entering but they did not have the protocol of surviving or remaining. And some survived but some could not exit peacefully. And so from this week, I'll be spending time to get into the protocol of entry and next week I will enter the protocol of surviving or remaining and the last week I will deal with how you exit. You know you heard in the scripture that the Bible says that a good father leaves an inheritance for his children's children. That means that for you to qualify to be a good leader, you must have the power of impartation. That's why Jesus had 12 disciples around. The Bible said he called them to be with him that he might send them. When he spent time, he rubbed his mind with them. He shared his secret with them. By the time Jesus left, somebody like Apostle Peter, who was just an ordinary fisherman preached one unrehearsed message and thousands of believers came to the gospel this will be somebody's testimony in the mighty name of Jesus so today I want to look at the king's palace the protocol of entering how do you become great when God gives you that opportunity to work in a place how do you discharge your role? How do you enter the place of glory? A lot of people have had the privilege of having the opportunity to walk and work with certain men, but they could not survive, so they are not a reflection of the people they have met. God will give you opportunities and opportunities are also hidden in people. But how you manage those opportunities will determine what happens in your life. You see someone like Gehazi. When you read about Gehazi, the long and short of his story is that Gehazi became a man who was leprous. But this was a man who once had the privilege to walk and talk and dine with Elisha the prophet of God and so you look at Gehazi and Gehazi is nowhere close looking at Elisha the question is what happened and that's what we want to look into it this month what happened because there is no way I will put oil in my hand and shake hands with you and you will not you have water in your hand we need to question you we need to ask you a question. There is no way God will invest so much in you and you become a walking expression of failure. We need to ask you a question. How come that you have heard so much but you have displayed nothing? And I will show you how people receive prayer, receive anointing, and nothing changes in their life. 
Because prayer alone is not enough. Being anointed alone is not enough. Your knowledge of the scripture is not enough. Because the knowledge of the scripture does not cure bad order. You can know every scripture, but bad order will not disappear because you know the scriptures. Hallelujah. Am I talking to you this morning? Am I talking to you? So you find out Elisha worked with Elijah. Then at the end of the day, when we tried to balance the account, we saw that Elijah became a recipient of the double portion of the anointing on Elijah. Who have you met? Who have you seen? Who do you desire to become? Because there are two questions. The receiving aspect and the giving aspect. When you pray the prayer, God connect me to great men. It is good. At a certain level of Christian maturity, we will accept that. But at a certain level of your work and your maturity with God, you need to pray, God, make me a great man. You did not get me. At a certain level, you pray prayer, God, give me money. Or God, send me helpers. At a certain level, you will become a helper looking for people to help. May this be your testimony in the name of Jesus. I hope we are, we are still moving together. Then there is this story of this young guy in the Bible. His name is David. David was the son of a man called Jay-Z. Now one day David was sent to take care of the father's sheep. In other words, he became a shepherd and that became his work. That became his assignment and the guy did it diligently. And as a good shepherd, we can compare him to a good parent. We can compare him to a good CEO. We can compare him to a good worker. We can compare him to a good pastor. That none of the sheep he took out, none of them was lost so much that when other animals tried to devour the sheep he put his life in jeopardy just to save them he never knew that all that he was learning under his father under his boss was preparing him for a something higher a lot of people have the privilege to work with certain people now because they are not the owners of the organization they are not the owners of the business they begin to handle it anyway without knowing that until you are faithful in little things you are not qualified to handle bigger privileges if you don't know how to handle one Ghana city you are not qualify to hold a, a million dollar am i talking to somebody and and the bible said one day an animal came to to devour one of the sheep and david fought this animal and rescued it was training in the background and it's at the background that many people don't cherish because uh, we want to become the performance on stage. Because on the stage of life, everybody can see you, everybody can appreciate you. But there can never be a stage if there was nothing done at the background. There is no way I can preach today if we did not have certain people like the ushers and other people who decided to put this place in order so we can say that some of you, you are diplomatic person. Hallelujah. You are your diplomatic. So we have to arrange here so you come and sit down. The one who close you go, we understand. Diplomatic. God bless you. So I want to say to all those who make services possible that God bless you. 4 a.m. They are bringing instrument here. 4 a.m. People are reported to put a place in order. So what has happened in the background is what's making a service possible. If I came and a place was in disorder, there's no way I can mount up a pulpit and preach. Hallelujah. Is your mouth here or it has gone on vacation? Oh, you borrowed your mouth, rented mouth. If it's your own mouth, let me hear your own amen. Oh, 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 you, 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 you want to be very careful. You don't lose it because it belongs to somebody who asks, how did you use my mouth today? Can I have another hallelujah? I did not say amen. I said another hallelujah. Can I have a Jesus hallelujah? Can I have success hallelujah? Can I have miracle hallelujah? Something is about to happen. 
So whilst, whilst, whilst this young man was going through all these things, it was preparation. When I was seven, my spiritual father, Reverend Ibu Asan, years ago, it was a preparation. When I had the opportunity to be connected to my father, Apostle Emmanuel Nkum, and I was seven, it was preparation. What you do in the night is what will let us see during the day. What you do in the boardroom is what will show or what is implemented in the world stage. Am I talking to somebody? So David worked very hard. Then David was there one day when the prophet now said that I needed a young man to anoint and they brought him from the forest. He did not look like somebody who deserved to be a king, but he looked like somebody who has been working. He did not look like somebody who must be celebrated, but he looked like somebody who must pay his due. He did not look like somebody who need to be married, but she has done, he has done something at the background that made him qualify to be married. And so he was anointed with oil now after being anointed with oil i told that the oil would be enough then there was a problem in the palace there are problems in every palace you can think of in every sector you look at it there are problems there but we have not had the people who have what it takes to deal with we have christians who have been anointed but they have not spent time to develop themselves in other areas so they keep on wasting the anointed we put oil on their head we pray for them they have been prayed for but they don't have the power to become creative and innovative so they are still in the same place we have christians who have been anointed with oil but they don't have the capacity to dare to break out from certain limitations and take their own destiny into their lives and say i want to become this but not this young guy called david the guy was anointed he was still skillful so in first samuel chapter 16 verse 16 the bible said let our lord now command thy servant how can you be a servant who can speak that your boss will listen i want to ask you a question today from where you have become as a church member are you sure that by your disposition by your behavior and the things you've done you have what it takes to give a suggestion to leadership that they can genuinely embrace the suggestion but these guys were qualified as servant but they had what it takes to speak to the king and they said to the king let now lord you say let our lord now command thy servant which are before thee to seek out a man they were not looking for a ball they were not looking for a girl in life we are not looking for boys and girls boys and girls cannot be on the west day when boys and girls get to the place of power power will kill them when boys and girls get to the place of influence influence will destroy them do you know why you got the job and you backslide there you are still a boy we have a lot of boys they don't know how to handle things fame killed them influence killed them anointing killed them because they don't know just two cars you are proud you are sick you are sick get that position you don't believe in god again you are sick you were boy we have many people that God cannot trust because still they are in the childhood stage. Their behavior display. When you enter an office and you have an important document to be endorsed and the person to endorse your document, which is very important to you, is holding pen in the right hand and feeding bottle in the left hand. Run for your life. He is a boy wearing the, the dress of an adult. They said, let us seek for a man. I want to ask you today, are you a man or a boy? Boys can't go through pain. Boys can't go through challenge. Boys conclude on their life when it's just a bend or a cave for them. So let me show you something right now. When somebody is a boy, he is coming from this side. 
Then suddenly he hit this place. He said, my life is finished. My destiny is finished because I lost that job. I lost that woman. I lost that car. I am done. He doesn't know that there is another way here. A man knows that when I meet a place and I can't move beyond it, God is trying to teach me another lesson. I came here to talk to somebody that God is raising men today. God is raising men today. Men he can trust with well. Men he can trust with power. Many can trust with position. How come that many people get to important positions and they forget? Well, I'll come to Anna's issue very soon. I went to watch. Because me, I don't like people telling me things. I want to watch. I want my senior pastor to watch. So I will say some things about it. Don't be a boy. I said, don't be a boy. He said, look at a man. I was shocked. When I saw. Let our Lord now command thy servant. Which are before thee. To seek out a man. The world is looking for man. My two children. They have never given money. For us to take care of the house. And I'm surprised after now. When they wake up in the morning, they don't care whether we have money or not. They must eat. Because they are boys, a boy and a girl. But I am a man. I can't give excuse. When you find a man or a woman who keeps on giving excuses, he's still a boy or a girl. Why are you not married at the age of 42? You know life is not fair. Life has never been fair to anybody. Ask anybody. Life has never been fair. When you see a man, they understand issues of life and they find themselves out of issues of life. Let us seek out a man who is a cunning player. So we don't just need a man who has nothing to offer. We need a man full of skill. So in case you were a man, do you have the requisite skill? To deal with the issues of life. Who is a cunning player on an harp? And it shall come to pass. When the evil spirit from God has come upon thee. That he shall play with his hand. That means he is not only a man who is skillful but also anointed. He will play with his hand. Evil spirit does not respond to good news. Respond to power of God. Grammar does not cast out evil spirit. Speak good English, evil spirit will still admire you. Speak it. Because that's what they respond to. And so when this guy we are bringing, when he play with his hands, I wish I had time to talk about the hands. When he play with his hands, please never play with your hand. Never play. Never play. Because this is what will feed your life. Never play with your work. Never play with your source of income. Never play with your source of livelihood. Never play with your source. Your hand. So God did not say, say I will bless the works of your hand. Not the confessions of your mouth. So you keep confessing. Confession is for babies. It is the beginning stage of Christianity. So when you confess Jesus Christ, you have responsibility to renew your mind. And that one is not confession. That one is you taking deliberate steps to renew. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Am I talking to somebody this morning? That's why you see Christians who have nothing to offer. But this guy was a man. He was skillful and he had anointed. Mando Shadabaha. My, 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 man. Tonight will be bloody. Something will happen tonight. When the evil spirit from God is come upon thee, that he shall play with his hand, and that thou shalt be well. Max, Igwe, Petra, and the rest, don't just be singers, be anointed singers. Be the kind of singer that immediately you hold the microphone, issues are being solved. Issues are being solved. I, I listened to, I watched one of Benny Hinn's crusade 
and he was talking about the meeting he was supposed to go and the, there was heavy traffic so he could not get to the place and someone was leading praise and worship and they called him and said papa benningin you don't even need to be here miracles are happening the, the, the cripple are walking the deaf and the dumb they are hearing they are speaking blind eyes are it, it has already started when we sing there is a realm when you sing you don't sing songs influenced by the flesh they are so anointed after you are done singing we say we don't want to preach again because the message that came straight from the throne room of God. May God take us to that level. And Saul said unto his servant, provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. They never said, provide me a man who is anointed. Because in the language of the world, they don't understand anointing. They never said, provide me a man who can pray well. In the world system, they do no prayer. They don't know what is called sacrificial giving. They don't know what is called holy lifestyle. So when you go to the world stage and all you have to offer is prayer, you become a disgrace. They were looking for a man who is, was careful and they found all this thing. He was prudent. Have you ever seen somebody who looks very intelligent till you engage a person in discussion and you are disappointed? Beautiful face. But garbage has filled the brain. You have not people like that before. Have you ever met somebody who looks so nice when he was in performance but when he came to personality it was zero. Because most of the time we equate pers performance with personality. Not every wearing cassock is a man of God. Some of them are juju men who don't have work wearing cassock. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me keep quiet before I say some things I don't want to say. Are you sure? I say all of them. What was I even saying? That you want me to say them? You want an answer? Well, I was there to watch a nurse. And it brought me a lot. It taught me a lot of lessons. Some of the lessons I learned, I've already made them. Some of them, I'm making them. Some of them, I will make them. <laughs> hey! Don't say what you don't mean. Don't say, call me at 2 p.m. When you know in that 2 p.m. you won't be available to pick the call. What do you think? Hey! That's one of the lessons I learned, I learned when I watched. Oh! 3 p.m. give me a call. You know you won't pick. Why are you telling them? It borders on what I will share with you. Integrity. You want to work in the king's palace? You see money, you talk by heart. I'm telling I said you see money. You, I was I was having a meeting with some people, and I said, You see, you have not seen certain things. There are certain things when you see, it will let you say what you have never intended to say. And by the time you are done saying it, you find that hey, so I'm not the one who really said that. Well. So, I will, I, will, I will talk about the Anna's issue. People are asking me, Mazi, um, try to go to the churches. I said, really, I don't know. <laughs> because I don't work with him. <laughs> uh, but I think that that would be a very dangerous venture to enter into it on every level. It would be a dangerous venture for him to enter. I don't know what he will want out of that. That would be very dangerous. Does it mean there's no rot in the church? There are a lot of rot in the church. A lot. But let me leave it. So, let me, let me, let me, let me close the service today by giving you... So that means that next week I have to come back and preach this message again. Uh, because I need to learn. So how do we, 
what is the protocol that we can use to enter into greatness, enter into success, when we enter into the life of great men and women. Number one, the protocol of being skillful and competent in what you do. The protocol of being skillful and competent in what you do. I had um, um, a, a Christian or a supposed Christian who used to work on one of my cars. And at times when we take the cars, it will take two weeks, three weeks, and the car is not ready. And there was this Muslim guy, he would take the car, three days he will give us perfect services. I decided at that time to allow the Muslim guy to work on the car uh, because I don't like his religion, but I like his skill. I love the religion of the Christian, but I never loved his skill. And so in the world state, religion does not matter. Uh, We're we about to start the World Cup. You will see that it will not be a matter of religion. It's a matter of who is skillful. You say, is he a Muslim? Is he what? So in the world stage, the easiest way to enter is to be skillful in what you do and be competent in what you do. As long as you can do what you do and do it very well, your skin color is not a problem. The school you attended is not a problem. Who you know is not a problem. Am I talking to somebody? They called for David because the guy was key for. Can you operate in the king's palace? Can you get to the realm of fame and distinction? Do you have the skill we need for you to be there? Can you do the job very well? So if you are going to be skilled and competent, then be the best at your job. Because that is what will determine what will let people demand for you, from you. It also means to be effective and efficient with what you do. Be very good at what you do so much that you cannot be ignored. I don't know whether you have seen me prophesying before. At times I say, God, because you know, when, when, when I'm having meetings, I separate myself. From all this bangkung and all the people around, I want to be alone. I want to hear one word. When I hear it, I can I cannot play. There are times we're going for meetings, and I'm playing FIFA on my laptop. I mean, I was with Max Brace, and I said today I don't know what really is going. I don't even have a message to to preach. Whilst we're going, I was playing FIFA. Don't ask me a question on my laptop. Then, when we got there, Max started singing. Hey! You know Max praise. I'm telling you, very anointed. And the guy started singing, started singing. I took them, what happened in that service was something else. I did not prophesy. But by the time I was done, everybody was okay. The man of God kept telling me, that message, that message, that message, that message. Be good at what to do. You want to enter the well state. Proverbs 22, 29 from the New International Version. Do you see someone skilled in their work? They shall serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. So the connection of the people around you it's a direct reflection of how skillful you are. If you give me a rough picture of the people around you, I can tell you how skillful you are. From the New Living Translation, do you see any truly competent workers? They will serve kings rather than working for ordinary people. If you do your job well, you work for a ruler and never be a slave. So if you're a slave, it means you're not doing your work very well. Show me someone 
who does a good job. And I will show you someone who is better than most and worthy of the company of kings. So you want to be in the palace? Learn how to be skillful and competent in your work. That is the first protocol. That was what gave Joseph access to the palace of Pharaoh. That is what people meet you and they need you because of the addition of the value you add to their life. I've had, I have a lot of fans, but few friends. Because if you are my friend, you cease adding value. Two things will happen. I drop you. Or I separate myself. Well, I'll get there. Number two, the protocol of using your gifts to turn questions into answers. Being gifted is not enough. People just don't celebrate gifts. They celebrate what the gift can do. So if you are intelligent, we thank God for your gift. If you are a good musician, we thank God for your gift. If you are gifted in any area, we thank you. But we will celebrate you when your gift is connected to how you turn questions into answers. When you are able to interpret the hard stuff in the life of people and help them to smile, that is when you will be needed in the palace. No one employs you to come and sit down. They employ you to solve questions. So if you want to be invited to the palaces of life, learn how to use what you have to help other people to be far better than where they are. Do you know why you go to a medical doctor? Not because he has gone to medical school. Because he can help you to be healed of your sickness. So going to medical school is not it. His ability to connect what he knows to solve problems. Poverty is a sure sign you are not solving enough problems. When you don't have enough money, it's because you have not solved enough problems. If you think I'm lying, ask the person sitting close to you. When you solve enough problems, you have enough money. Or it is all, it could also be that you are solving the right problem for the wrong people. When you solve the right problem for the wrong people, you will still be poor. Or you are solving the right problem at the wrong place. Imagine you want to sell Bible and you go to the mosque. Who will buy Bible at the mosque? So you want to solve the problem, but the, the place of choice is questionable. Or you are solving the right problem with the wrong presentation. What you know, what you have is not enough until you advertise it. So if we don't know what you can do, how do we come to you? David received the power of advertisement. So use your giftings. Use your abilities to turn questions into answers, problem into solutions, and you shall be celebrated. Proverbs 18.16 New Living Translation Giving a gift can open doors. It gives access to important people. So if you want to meet important people, use your gift. Use what God has given you. English Standard Version. A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great. I came to this city with first three sixty passwords. Everybody around me, I have never taken my phone once to call anybody. I'm looking for you. No. It is not pride. I said it is not what? It is what I have. As I have never, anybody that I know, I have never taken, I, I want to meet this person. When your gift is in display, men will look for you. I said when your gift is in display, do you know why, like the Messi is from, is, is Argentina or Brazil? Which? Argentina. He doesn't need to force himself on Argentina. I want to play for you. Because when you see his skill working, you call him. That's why when you see a medical doctor knocking at your door, please, are you saying, be very careful, he might not be a medical doctor. That's why when you see a man who says, I'm a prophet, say, I have a word for you. Please, be very careful. Me too, time. Have, come, come, have a word for you. Uh, you know, have, be careful, he might be a scammer. As Christian Antichi says, 
these people were scammers. When you are good at what you do, eh, people will notice it. People, but when people seem to force you, force so you accept them, be very careful. I receive a lot of messages. Man of God, can you bring me to your church? That is the last time I will ever. Messages. Bring up. I get surprised. I should bring well. I don't know where they had that mindset from. I won't bring you. I won't bring you. No matter, I won't bring you. Because I find out what you have is suspicious. What you have is Bible a man's gift makes room. So advertise your gift. We'll see, we'll come forward. Showcase it, we'll come forward. But to call. Can you bring me to be a blessing to your people? If we know you'll be a blessing, we'd have brought you. I'm not talking to someone. You don't need to tell me I should bring you so you become a blessing. If you want to be, why do I why do you have to call me? Am I talking to somebody this morning? Number three, okay. The protocol of being matured and being able to handle pressure. The fact that you feel it doesn't make it proper. So if you are still a boy, you can't succeed. I have said it here. How certain people brought me money? First, they gave me $30,000. Second, they promised me $700,000 for five minute pray- less than five-minute prayer. When I find out that the source was questionable, I ran away. You can't buy me with money. I like money. In case you don't know. I like me, I like money. I work very hard. I invest. I like money. Whenever I'm moving around, I'm thinking money, 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 money. But you can't buy me with money. When I find out that the source was questionable, I ran away. Can you handle pressure? Are you a man? A man, a, a boy only think about today. He's not thinking about tomorrow. Are you taking decisions based on today or based on tomorrow? There are some of you in certain relationship. Because you are thinking about today. If you are truly thinking about tomorrow, you will break that relationship. A relationship with a, with a Muslim, with an unbeliever, you are thinking about, you are not thinking about tomorrow. You are not thinking about eternity. You are thinking about how you want to marry and have sex and, uh, and make babies and have somebody to sleep beside you. After death, where will you be? Do you know what I'm telling you? Because you are planning or getting married to that Muslim before the end of the day. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Just go ahead. You are, you are not a man. You are a boy. A man is a boy is somebody who gets to the traffic light. And the light says red. And he says, I still want to go. You are a boy. You don't know. You don't have what it takes to wait. A boy is somebody who will be in church and say, God, I have saved you all this year. What have you done for me? God, I'll give you 24 days. If you don't show up, I will show up. Show up. And they show up and they begin to lie. A boy is somebody who doesn't know that every day cannot be your time. Every day cannot be your time. But there is a day that is your time. A boy is somebody who cannot sit down for others to be celebrated. A boy is someone who believes if it is not about me, it is not good. You were born. A boy or a girl is somebody who discuss people. You were born. You were born. We go to we won't. He has won it for the past three months. How does it affect you? Show me where it affects you. Lift up your hands and say, we advise the person. As some men found. One of the things I saw when I watched was the evidence given. I believe that Anas and his co, they need to be fair and give us the full conversation. I believe they have to give us the full conversation. Uh-huh. They will need full so we can make our judgment. 
but with what I saw. Whatever our ex-FA president want to discuss had nothing to do with president. So how do you now say the president has sold all his house? Why? Did you want to know? It's not necessary. It wasn't necessary. I get what I'm saying. Some of you, they ask you, oh, oh, um, do you know Max Brace? Oh, Max, hmm. I know him, oh, hmm. but you know that I mean, is that what we ask you? You were a boy. Let's stop all these childish things. You were born. Simple questions. Simple questions. You are talking about money. Take your money and leave. Take it and leave. Why do you want to disgrace our president? Why? Why? And we can discuss it now. Why? When you meet the president family, they say, why? We don't want to know. It is football you want to discuss. Keep to wait. So even as I'm also preaching, I have to keep to my message or I'll be coming a boy. Because you came here to preach the Bible. You did not come to preach. So stick to it. Don't be a boy. Am I talking to somebody? The protocol of being matured and being able to handle pressure. If you think that in the world stage, it is age that count. You have missed it. It is proven result. That's what 27-year-old boy will impress 71-year-old man. It is a result. I, I, cannot, I cannot attend any church where I am older than the pastor. Look at your mind. Are you not older than, uh, older than Facebook? Uh, are you not on them? Boys! The protocol of being able to be mature and able to handle pressure. Because in the king's palace, there are things you hear. There are the children around. Because it's a serious business. The second one is bedroom. For procreation. Have you seen anybody going to make sure we live and carry children around? When you are mature, you understand when to say amen. When to keep quiet. When to laugh. When to smile, when to shout. If you think that every day is a day for shouting, one day I think we're here, and everybody can do whatever as long as it's permissible, you can do whatever. And somebody was shouting and shouted and carried We are done. He's still shouting. I told him, Stop it. Yes, go, Navy. Your team, bear 40 minutes. You are sick. There is something wrong. Am I talking to somebody? Maturity is being disciplined. Knowing when to eat, when to invest. Knowing when to say no and when to say yes. Knowing when to sleep and when to work. To you, every day is sleeping time. Look at your life. Every, how can you enter the world stage and make a difference? When you keep quoting to me, the average man must sleep six to eight hours a day. Are you average? Maturity wants to let you know you don't need to work every day. There is a time for relaxing and for sleeping. Look at your feet. You have not slept for the last four days. We look at you. We don't know what is wrong with you. What are you looking for? Sleep. Maturity. It's been able to stand what will kill everybody. Everybody goes through something. Mature men learn how to handle it. They don't run away. I believe everyone who is married here knows that marriage is not easy. I don't know about you. Certain things you think that everybody should understand, some people will not understand. Either the husband is not understanding or the woman is not understanding. But maturity, don't say, are you? I will kill you. Why? Did you marry the person to kill? So I will end here because of that. But see, if we are going 
to enter the king's palace, we need to be matured. I have been there. I mean, first time I preached for, there are people. God tell me they should bring me money. Me, I call them. I say, I take it and I chop up. Oh, I preached for Reverend Steve Mensa. And somebody brought a brand new Land Cruiser. And said that God said he should give it to me. I knew it wasn't the voice of God. Maturity. You think every good door is a God door. Enter. You think everybody sitting in church is a Christian. You'll be shocked very soon. You'll be shocked very soon. Don't, don't have that kind of mentality. Not all of us are Christian. Some people are spectators. They came to watch. Because they think we are displaying. Ah, that guy. Maturity. Maturity. God wants us to mature. I told you yesterday, last week, Jesus said, you shall know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Not you shall tell the truth. Do you know why you lost the job? You keep on telling the truth. <laughs> keep telling. <laughs> keep telling the truth. You see what you mean. Are you saying I wish not? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that Jesus said, you shall know the truth. Debate me concerned. Did you see you shall tell the truth? You shall know the truth. So you saw your boss beating the wife. How does it concern what you are doing? So that truth is not for telling. It's for just knowing. You keep quiet. Because whether he beat the wife or not, it will not affect your work. They will reduce your salary. Another truth, you come to church. The person sitting beside you has worn that shoe for since the beginning of the year. That truth, we don't say it, you keep it. Because when you say it, what will it do to you? But someone is stealing in church. That truth, you have to say it. Am I, am I, am I telling the truth? So, you need to learn the difference. In no maybe one can be BNC, she will not bath for three days. How do you go about that? <laughs> Have you seen this, brother? You know, we are friends, so for the last three days, he has not taken. How will it affect you? A lot of people have gotten into problems because they felt like they have to tell, they are compelled to tell the truth. When you work in the king's palace, you'll be privy to a lot of information. But they are not for your, your mouth discussion. Now, the president's residence or where the president is staying, is the truth you say? You know it by virtue of privilege. You keep quiet. Am I talking to you? Some of you, you are big mouth. That's why I say, when you get close to great men, they sack you. And you think that you are not so. You have a big man, be beer, Becca. Be beer, what is that? Oh, you know, uh, we, I'm, I'm with the president now. Uh, we are going to Dubai. From Dubai, we'll go here. Who told you that? My wife knows that there are certain things I will never share with her. She knows. I made them plain from the beginning. And the truth shall be one. We are one. But I'm still Bernard. You are Mimi. So there are things I will never tell you. What are the things I will not tell? If you confide in me, how do I tell her? When you confided in me, what I can handle by virtue of what I do as a prophet, I'll be able to handle it. She might not be able to handle it. There are things people tell her, I tell her for, 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 for the sake of confidentiality. Don't let me know. Keep it. If the people say they want me to know, then I know. Why? That truth is not for sale. People come to discuss other issues. Oh, well, you know, we just spoke. Um, it's about issues they are going through. And I said, okay, fine. No, no, no. You have to tell me. I am the man of the, man of the way. Keep quiet. If your wife or your husband is a medical doctor, 
when he come home, tell him to tell all the people who have diabetes, all those who have HIV, all those who are about to die in the next three months, what that she will tell him. So that truth, you know it, you don't say it. I, I, I want to see my doctor and he did certain things and um, I wanted him to just let my wife know whatever. He said no. He said no. If I bring him, fine. But for him to do that, no. He goes against his ethics. I say, wow. So he knows the truth. He's not telling it. He's keeping it. May the Lord bless us. May the Lord cause us to grow. May the Lord give us understanding. As God usher us to places of power, places of responsibility, may we mature in our thinking. May we mature in, with our, in our mouth. May we mature in what we say. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bless you and I release you to the place of power. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. been blessed and inspired by today's word for more such messages follow god's oracle via podcast at prophet bernard l bernard nelson nation and at prophetic faculty you can also reach prophet bernard l bernard on plus two three three five five zero 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 nine six or follow prophet bernard l bernard on social media via the following handles at prophet bernard l bernard on instagram at prophet bernard l bernard nelson nation on facebook and at prophet bernard l bernard on youtube thank you and god bless you